Over 60 middle school students across the district had the creative chance to pursue their interests and passions through hands-on experiences, teamwork, and project-based learning at our Summer Innovation Lab. Today, we get to hear from two students about this learning experience. Welcome to Innovation Ignited, a podcast where we share the ways instructional technology sparks collaborative, creative, and empowered deep learning at Rochester Community Schools. I'm Rachel Monero, Instructional Technology Specialist at RCS and host of this podcast. Please welcome Chavi and Manav, students at Van Hoosen, to the podcast. I'm excited to have you join us. Chavi, can you start us off by telling us what made you want to join the Innovation Lab? <laughs> so it's not really a long story, but um, my mom got an email inviting me to try it out. And there's like a little Google form that I could fill out. And my mom was like, oh, you should try this. It'd be fun. And I go, okay. I fill out the Google form and I start to learn more about like what it is and whatever. And I ended up actually really enjoying it and looking forward to going there every day. So, Manav, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Can you share us what made you want to join the Summer Innovation Lab? Yeah. Um, So, uh, same thing as Chavi. I got an email. uh, My mom and me got an email from our homeroom teacher, uh, my homeroom teacher. And then we, uh, so my mom was like, there's the Innovation Lab thing. It's in the summer. I was like, do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, okay, we'll try it out. And then, so, yeah, that's pretty much. Can you talk to us about what was the Innovation Lab? Yeah, so it was pretty much a place where you can pick a real-world problem that you see a lot. And you basically, you get your own chance at getting hands-on and solving it yourself with technology. And um, there were a lot of different ideas that people had that, like, one person was doing a YouTube channel to let people know about, like, environmental... Um, um, I'm sorry, climate change and um, environmental problems. And there was another person, what, what else did, What else were people doing? Um, one person made like a bike, kind of, a bike mechanic box kind of thing that's like light and you could carry on your way mm-hmm. to like mountain biking deep into the forest. So if your bike, like that's happened to me many times and I thought that was a pretty good idea. And then some people, uh, they, they made like websites yeah. and apps and stuff. One person made an app for mental health awareness and like links to like the Suicide Prevention Lifeline and um, okay, okay to Say, say. <laughs> that's a big one, yeah. and other mental health institutions. What was a problem that you wanted to help solve? So ours, so we, we, we like um, shortlisted some ideas. So first, uh, we came, uh, me and Charlie were talking about maybe doing the, changing the school's food menu. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Last year, um, you know, the food was just like, like kind of like not that great. No, so, not good at all. <laughs> yeah, and then so this year there was a big improvement though. Um, so we were thinking about that. Then some of our other friends are doing like an ice cream kind of thing. They're um, gonna sell ice cream and donate the money to a charity. Yeah, like, I forgot what charity was. Yeah, and then we went a little deeper into it, and then so we thought of public transportation and pollution. <laughs> These are some of like the two most. Uh, biggest the pollution definitely a really big thing creating global warming and that stuff and like that's a really big thing around or at least in North America uh, and yeah. and around the world too and then there was public transportation that's mostly in like uh, 
Rochester Hills and like Michigan and kind of thing. So we 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 like thought that maybe um we should like bring back public transportation. There was public transportation here about like twenty years ago, and then it they just, shut it down. Mm-hmm. Like for no, I don't know exactly the reason, but they just shut every bus line. They shut down everything. They have like little smart bus stations around, but like not nearly enough to carry the amount of people that where they need to go. So then we got the idea of pollution and public transportation. How do we make one solution for both of these? Then we thought of electric buses. So there's electric car companies like Tesla, and then like the electric Broncos, the Chevrolet and all that stuff. So and we were like, okay, why not make one into a bus? So then um, we found a website that they were like, they, like, they were like explaining us how the, like a bus would look if it was electric and like, yeah. And then we could like have ads on there and then uh, we could add like bus stands and it was, it was like interesting. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And they had like ways to charge the bus that you could like, that we were thinking about first, like starting out with the bus line. Um, we were thinking about having like little mobile chargers in the back of the buses and at night we would like take them out of the bus and plug them in before we actually got real charging stations in and that kind of thing. So it, it sounds like you went through this design process. You didn't necessarily land on the first idea that you came up with, but you kind of went through different iterations. So who supported you through this learning project? Mostly uh, Ms. Demer and Mrs. Mealy. They were a big help. And also, um, I think just, like, our peers helping us and giving us, like, little ideas on yeah. how we could get through. And then to have business, we had business cards and business stickers. In fact, Chavi uh, has one on his Chromebook right now. I also have one on my Chromebook. Because, like, um, so, uh, you know, our, some of our friends, they were doing the mental health awareness kind of thing. And then they, they did business cards. That's where we got our ideas. Or like some ideas our, our friends shared with us and we liked them, so we did them too. So it was like, and then they took ideas from us. We were like learning from each other. So our friends and our peers and then definitely our teachers. Mm-hmm. I love that idea that you said you were learning from one another. So it wasn't just some expert, one individual in the room, but you were experts in, in different areas. Now, you did have some unique classes where you were able to, they were called like master classes, and people from the community came in to share some of their interests and passions with you. Did you attend any of these or any of the field trips? So, almost all of them. Yeah, almost all of them. We went to one that I remember, and I have a sticker on my door, um, and a pencil, too. Um, there was um, a police officer that came in. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, and she was, like, taking us through the whole process, and then... Uh, uh, and I used to take with a sticker and pen's life that I still have. And then Mr. Catoni, he was a teacher there. And he's, he's like a traveler and a photographer. And he shared a bunch of his pictures one, uh, one day. Uh, he came in. And then one of the teacher's uh, daughter, she was like a makeup artist or something like that. They came in, and it was like a really fun experience talking with everybody. Oh, and then a science professor from Oakland University came in. He showed us some real cool things. Yeah, I also, um, my highlight probably of the field trips was the STEM lab, where they have all this futuristic technology. They had like a few 3D printers and robotic arms. But my favorite part would probably be these, like, not goggles in VR, but more like glasses made from Microsoft. And what you do is they have, like, little screens on the lenses, and it's, like, mixed reality where the the game or the simulation is laid over the real world so you can, like, dissect, a, like, an animal or you can, like, see the universe, but it's all overlaid over, like, your tabletop. I don't think it's released to the public yet, though. 
That's really cool. So you got to be on the STEMI, but then you had all of these community experts come in. And how did having these different experiences help drive the problem that you were trying to solve? So they, like, just like how our friends helped us, uh, the, um, the people who came in and presented to us also helped us very much. Like the mayor? Yeah, the mayor. Can came- you talk a little bit more about that, that yeah. the mayor came in? So the mayor came in just as one of the master classes like that we took. And then we were like, okay, this is a big opportunity for us. We can like share our ideas with him. And then Mr. Katoni, he helped us like set up like a small 10 minute meeting uh, with him. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I got to present to him. And then it was like uh, Mr. Barnett. Um, he was super nice. And uh, we had a good time uh, for 10 minutes. We had a really good time. And then... Uh, he talked about like the innovation part and then like how like how the process through the city and what his job is and all that stuff. So um, a few things about Rochester Hills you don't know is if you look on your recycling bin you'll see a little blue ring on the front that's a computer chip and it measures the weight of your recycling and gives you points based on how much recycling you have and the snowplows use lasers to detect the side of the road so they don't knock over any mailboxes. And they also have radar so you can see where it is on Plow Tracker. If you, you can find that on the Rochester Hills website. If you go to, like, the uh, theater, I think it was, like, the, the AMC or something like that. It's in Rochester Hills. It's a theater. I know that you can get, like, free popcorn for some points that you got for recycling. It's cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. So learning about these new innovative things that are happening in the community that you live... How did that help you with the design of this problem that you were pitching to the mayor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were trying to be like make an innovative way to stop two problems at once, or at least slow them down. And that was like a really innovative thing that not a lot of people have thought of before. Like Detroit is getting new buses at this time, and they're not electric. They haven't thought about that. So that was like really innovative, and we kind of learned from him and talking about innovation and how we can use it to extend our ideas and push them forward. It sounds like that this learning experience will stick with you for life. Now that the experience is over, um, are you still working on this project? So, yeah, we are. We meet, we, we, we meet up sometimes. So we went to the Rochester Public, Library, Rochester Public Library ones, and then we both checked out some items. The, so uh, another thing is, if, if, if you go to the Rochester Public Library... And you have to have a good standing so you don't have any, like, fines or fees or anything that you have to pay for. Yeah, um, for any books or, like, any items. So basically, this is a really cool thing that only, like, I found out after going to the Innovation Lab. So I go to the Public Library a lot and did not know this until I went to the Innovation Lab. So I, I didn't even know the second floor. <laughs> so I would check out books uh, at the library... And then I would go up sometimes, but I would never realize there was, like, a Eureka lab. And then there was, a, like, an innovative item checkout place where you could just check out, like, some of the most coolest stuff. You could check out a VR headset. Javi, you checked out, like, a web something kind of thing. And we, like... Which uh, one? Like, the, the, the tablet? One. Yeah. So they have this really cool um, tablet. I can use this for the entirety of the program. You get, you get an item for two weeks. And I got this drawing tablet that I used to map out, like, our map for where the bus stations were. I used it for um, where, like, how our stations would look. It was really useful Sorry. and interesting to just check out items from there that you would never think of at a library. It's just random stuff that you can use in your everyday life. And, like, they have a guitar, so if you're thinking about trying something new but you don't want to, like, spend all the money, you can try it out from there and then decide if you really want to keep going. 
So not only are you continuing with your project as you're working together, but you're exploring more innovative items that are available to you in the public library. That's pretty cool to hear. How did it feel to have a choice in the direction of your learning? So we we had like so much freedom and like this was basically uh so we had one student in our in our in our class this year uh or, or this the this year when we did the innovation lab uh his name was Travis he'd done it last year too he was giving us like a an explanation how this is the time where you can do anything you want guys cuz like uh whatever project you choose uh, the teachers and everybody will support it and like they'll, uh, if you need funds to like buy something, uh, a group was doing uh, deforestation. Yeah. Oh, Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were doing a deforestation kind of project, and they bought this pot, and then uh, like our our teachers bought a, like they had some funds for this, and then they ordered a bunch of things on Amazon that we needed to do this project. So it was it was really fun and cool. It was we had so much creative. We added so much creativity to all the things we did. And then we had, like, lots of freedom in what we did. There was not, like, a limit or that you could, like, think outside of the box and outside of that box and outside of that box. So it was real fun. Yeah. So another thing was that, so um, you mentioned Travis, the yeah. kid who had done it before. Um, he and a group of kids were doing a very complicated project. What was Travis's, pro- what was Travis's project? Um, they were doing the, the robot that could pick up trash. So it was like after you have a party, it was like a super small robot about the size of this microphone right here. It was like, it, it was, they, they bought like literally all the parts for it. They bought like, um, the they motor. had like a little Nerf tank that they did and they like disassembled it and re, like they basically modified it to its, what they, what they made. And it was like a it physical like, project, like it was done. And I was like so surprised in two weeks of time, they were able to do this like whole project. It was like a prototype though. Yeah. It wasn't like a thing that you can like sell in stores because it had like a done, it was really rough. But that's where we start out in this design process, right? Mm-hmm. It, not only did you have the freedom to explore the ideas you wanted, but there was seed funding to help you build that project out. And you were able to prototype it and test it out and get feedback from people in the community, from your peers, and then again at the showcase at the public library. But the other thing that was really interesting is that let's say you um, you are in a field, let's say biology, and there are new biology masterclasses that are going to happen, and you want to talk with a biology expert. At the innovation lab, if you, ta- if you find a, like a person, like a biology expert, you can go up to one of the teachers and go, hey, I need to be connected with someone in this field, or specifically this person, and they will make it happen. They will make that person either come there or get on a video call with you and talk to you about it. So you got to have so many different teachers in so many different fields kind of help you drive your learning in this project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit more about your project? Yes, please. Okay. We created a public transit service called Travel Easy, and our motto is from point A to point B, because our goal was to get you from wherever you need to go, get, like, neighborhoods to buy little stops around there, get public places to buy a stop next to their shop. And you can hop on. Our goal was to hop on pretty much anywhere, and you can connect to anywhere. So, uh, like how Chavi said, with his um, thing, or with his, like, small iPad that he could draw on, we set up a map. So, we took a map of Rochester Hills. So, screenshot. Yeah. 
Yes, we took a screenshot of Rochester um, Hills on the map, and so we would have to like, I clicked on a thing, then it went away, then I clicked on it again, and it went away, and then finally, I got a screenshot of it, and then Chavi, he put it on his thing, and then was able to, um, like, he uh, edit, and then drew on it, and then put where a bus stop should be, where the bus would be traveling, and then, uh, so like, we were like explaining to everybody at the uh while we were presenting we told like it, um we said that uh do you not does your mom not have time to drop you off at your friend's house you can just grab a ticket uh, you can just go uh, mom can i borrow three dollars and then you can just grab a ticket for a travel easy the, so we put like um bus stops like outside almost every uh sub sub in rochester hills it's a big place so we put um there was around like 25 bus stops in like around Rochester Hills, and then we put them at like uh important places you would go to like Trader Joe's, uh or like any other like grocery store or anything like we that. We put one right middle in the village. Yeah, we put it in the in the village, and then we we even put in places like where you would work. So like oh, go to school. um yeah, so like there was Fanuc America where there was like a company where uh they'd make like the robot arms and like kind of things for like cars and stuff. Um, there were like 1,500 employees that go to that office that we researched that. There was 1,500 employees that live in Rochester Hills and go there every day. And guess what? It's the world headquarters of this robotics company, which is crazy that it's in our little Rochester Hills. But our plan was to give them an exclusive deal to get a private line with their own private ticket that they would give to each of their employees and we would put bus stop. They would pay for the bus stops and everything, but they would. We would put them around wherever they want them, and we would connect them all to Fanuc America and then back again. And you did this only in eight days. Yeah, I think it was two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. 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 So that's pretty incredible. I love where you're started with the plan, and I can't wait to see it continue to grow as you continue to explore more innovation and pitch this idea to other people. I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast today and sharing your learning experience with us. And I look forward to seeing the ways you continue to change the world. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you will join us for our next episode where we continue to explore the ways instructional technology sparks collaborative, creative, and empowered deep learning at Rochester Community Schools. You can listen to Innovation Ignited at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.